0: Hello? Hello? Hello, Cliffy? Cliffy, it's on the lip, Cliffy? It's podcast time. And now, the Birthday Boy Podcast. Are you Full stick of butter. Cliffy, it's Grandma Cliff, lip. Give me a call at your convenience, okay? Cliff, this is your Uncle Cliff, Cliff. Here is the host of Birthday Boy Podcast, the one and the only, Johnny Boy. Okay. Oh, okay, yeah. Saturday. Today is Saturday. February 6th. Episode what? 73? Is this it 73? It's, uh, I'll call it 73. Yeah, it looks like it's episode 73 of Birthday Boy Podcast. And uh, well, we got lots to talk about. And again, I'm podcasting, I'm just talking into my phone because I just uh, it's just so easy and I'm so lazy and I'm so tired. And If I don't talk into my phone, I'm not gonna do a podcast. This is the way to, this is the way for me to do it. because I get, uh, I just start thinking about like, yeah, I'm gonna plug in the microphone and the cans and get the garageband file set up and do this and do that. I can just walk into the bedroom and turn on the voice recorder on the phone, that's it It's like slightly worse quality, but, uh, you know, who cares Uh, You know, you know, you know, you know Anyway, uh, yeah, there's a bunch to talk about Uh, First of all, I'll tell you, I'm watching, I've, I've got several screens I've got golf, I've got the NFL Network I've got two screens of college basketball. No, three screens of college basketball. So three college hoops, a golf, and an NFL on my various screens. Ah <sighs> yes, it's a great day to be. It's a great time to be alive. I mean, even if you told me, even if you told the me from ten years ago, hey, <laughs> when I used to when I used to fantasize about having televisions remember those remember TV yeah I used to think oh someday I'm gonna have like what what John Madden has in his house he has this he used to do this uh, there was a podcast I mean it was it was a radio show but they made it into a podcast called the Daily Madden and I used to listen to it because he just you know who doesn't love John Madden and they even they even brought it back not that long ago because I I remember I, I was on the train ride home because I feel like they ended it, I don't know, 2014, 2015, 2016, I'm not sure. Yeah, I want to say 2015. I, I don't know. They He stopped doing it. I mean, it's like, what's there to do? He calls into a radio show in the morning and just talks to them about whatever the hell he wants to for eight minutes. It's like an eight-minute segment, and then that's it. And he goes back to his day of you know eating turkey legs or whatever the hell he does. <sighs> Turducken legs. Anyway... He, it was just called Daily Madden. It was just a podcast version of, you know, he called into the local station out there in San Francisco and they brought it back, I want to say 2018, maybe 2019. It wasn't that long ago. He was, I was so happy to have it back and then it was short lived. And I think now he's just, you know, doing whatever, just watching that video game money come in and everything else. It's got to be a pretty sweet gig. But anyway, he used to talk about how he would, you know, he, have all his family and friends come over on Sunday, and they all the food that they would eat, and they'd watch all the football games on Direct TV, all the NFL games. And he had like uh, nine, eight, maybe nine screens in his uh, in his Madden man cave. And uh, yeah, so he, you know they bring in all this food and he all these games on TV. And he had like nine TVs, you know, like a sports bar, all these TVs. I love going to places that have a bunch of TVs on the wall. And I would sit there and I'd say, I'd say, hey, one of these days, that'd be nice to just get a bunch of nice flat screen TVs on a big wall, just a big empty wall, and hook up all those TVs to to whatever. And now it's like, what? That was like 10 years ago. Not even. And now you just like, you don't have to do any of that shit. You can just... Yeah, you can get like TVs, I guess. You can get I you know iPads, you can get tablets and stuff. And yeah, having a tablet is obviously not the same as having a big TV. But I don't care. I you know, I don't have I don't have room for a bunch of TVs in my bedroom. I have one one TV. I have two two fairly big computer monitors on a desk. One of them is from work that work sent me. It's a very nice computer monitor, and I'm actually using it because I had to take the TV off the desk that I had on the desk that I was using for my second computer monitor and replace it with a much nicer computer monitor, and I'm now streaming uh, the NFL Network onto that computer monitor via my MacBook. It's a great time to be alive. Computers and tablets and screens, there's just, you you can have, you know, you don't have, what I'm saying is you can just, you can get some tablets and you have all these screens. Well, I mean, get all these, you know, $1,000, even $500 televisions, and it's just what a time to be alive. and you can just, hey, I want to have all my screens. I want to have all my screens in my bedroom today. Great. Just bring all the all the tablets into your bedroom or or yeah I mean, you can go to Best Buy, you got those insignia TVs for like they're like fifty bucks for like a 19 inch HD you know it's it's bare bones, but geez for fifty bucks, a hundred bucks to get a pretty good sized TV there's just screens everywhere cuz but that's the other thing it used to be okay I've got all these I got I've got my my nine TVs now what do I have to do I have to run nine I have to split the cable nine ways I have to get like nine different direct TV converter boxes or have some kind of special subscription to like no now you just you have apps you can just turn on you know we have the Comcast the Xfinity app I just like, stream it we have we still have an old school xfinity cable box on the main tv and all the other tvs you can watch xfinity on it too you just everything's streaming it's so easy and i use so much goddamn data and those bastards i mean we use a regular amount of data and now we use a ton of data because there's three of us who are home 24 hours a day and kimmy is home 20 hours a day 19 hours 19 hours a day so, we're and they're all on Zoom. Everybody's on meetings and streaming video calls and this and that. It eats up data. We have a lot of video games too. It eats up data. The kids play online with their friends. It eats up data. I stream 18 screens at once of high def television. It eats up data. Uh, you know, and I get the notification from Comcast that says, hey, you're going to get charged now We're, we're going to start charging you for going over your data. And, uh, or you can sign up for the unlimited data for the X amount of dollars. It's free for the first six months. And then you'll be charged only f- 15 more dollars a month. To which I say, that's shitty in the midst of a pandemic where people have no choice but to be at home and use their home internet for what would normally be used, you know, usually the work and school. Internet connections would be used for these kinds of things. That's a shit thing to do. Evidently, they've recently backed off on that. So, no. So I'm just gonna keep. I'm just gonna keep eating, eating that data all day long. <sighs> what, what the hell am I talking? What, what's the point of any of this? Oh, I've got screens. I love screens. And I, yeah, my fantasy used to be to just have. I'm gonna have my one room with all my screens. That still may happen someday. I don't know. But honestly, I like just I like to be able to just carry even though it's not a big screen, I can carry a smaller screen into another room. And as I believe I mentioned on the podcast, if I want to watch something on a really big screen, I'll just I'll put on my VR headset and pretend like I'm in a virtual movie theater and watch my favorite shows and movies as though I'm sitting in a theater. And if I sit on the couch, it really then you're really simulating being in a movie theater. It's great. It won't be long before everybody's just sitting home with their virtual headsets on because the pandemic's never going to end and uh, it's just going to get – everything's just going to get worse. And uh, virtual reality is really the the best escape. All the – all those movies and things talking about uh, you know the Matrix and everything else. Yeah, we're just – that's going to happen. It's just going to be voluntary. It's not going to be like, oh my god, we're in a simulation. I can't believe it. It's going to be – Hey, uh, is this the place I sign up for the simulation? Is this am I in the right spot? Is this where I pick up my virtual headset, my VR headset, so I can go home and plug into the simulation forever? Okay, and this is where I get my little feeding tube. You, you stick it into my anus. <laughs> wait, wait, no, the feeding tube goes into my anus. That's I don't like this this futuristic scenario that I'm conjuring up. There is a tube that goes into the anus. I would imagine they would have to, and then a little tube that goes into your arm, and you get a little IV, and then that's it. You're in the simulation, like 364 days of the year, and then there's the one day where you have to, you know, maybe get a get a you know tech support comes and maybe does a does a hard reset. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, that's the only difference. It's going to be the Matrix, except we're all going to be completely aware of it because we're going to be signing up for it get me out of this actual reality put me in the virtual reality because they have movie theaters and rock climbing and fishing and all this stuff that i'm not ever going to do in real life but i can feel like i've accomplished it because i can do it in the vr world oh my god what do we want to talk about i want to talk about the royal rumble don't you you want to talk about the Royal Rumble? As I pace around, also I'm getting my steps. You know, if I had the computer and all the the setup plugged in here, as I'm just staring at it, collecting dust. The the nice microphone and the Beats by Dre, the PO czars, Yeah, It's just going to collect dust because I just I don't have it in me to plug all that stuff in right now. So, hey, I talk into the phone. I pace back and forth in my room in the uh, here in the birthday boy HQ headquarters. And it's all good. I could get my steps, do a podcast, the whole thing. Uh, the Royal Rumble. The Royal Rumble. What did I piss away, about 10 minutes talking about absolutely nothing? That's good. That's nice. Uh, I'm going to tell you, the Royal Rumble was last Sunday. I made my Royal Rumble predictions last Sunday. I was totally wrong in both the women's and men's Royal Rumble. I was not too far off, though, in the women's Royal Rumble. I did predict that Rhea Ripley would return. Correct. I was correct. She was a surprise entrant. I did also predict that she would win the Royal Rumble, and I was very close. She was the runner-up. She was the last person eliminated by Bianca Belair, who, if you recall, I also said I would be very happy, happy, happy and happy. Uh, I'd be happy if Bianca Belair won the Royal Rumble, and I'd be happy if Rhea Ripley won the Royal Rumble, as long as it wasn't Charlotte. And once you know, the final three was Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, and Charlotte. (laughs) And so I was sitting there saying, oh my God, there's a two-thirds chance that I get what I want here, there's a one-third chance that I get what I want, and I'm correct, and there's that one-third chance that nothing that I wanted to happen or predicted would happen comes true, and I was very nervous that Charlotte was going to win, but she didn't, and that's good. She doesn't need it. Bianca Belair won, and it was a great moment. It was a great Royal Rumble. I loved that women's Royal Rumble. Billy Kay is hilarious, by the way. I've been a huge fan of hers. Cam and I got to go to Lowell Mass 2017 and see NXT Live, non-televised. That was when current world champion Drew McIntyre, like the top guy, had returned and was the NXT champion. And, you know, we saw Adam Cole, baby. And we saw uh, Andrade, and we saw, yeah, Billy Kay, and Peyton Royce, and I, I don't even remember. We saw a bunch, bunch of, bunch of folks, bunch of folks. Uh, Kari Sane, all these, all these great, uh, all these great superstars. It was a good match, it was a good show, really good show, really good show. And um, oh, the Street Profits. We got to we got to high five the street profits. They came out into the crowd. I didn't even I didn't even know who they were. I'm like these guys are on NXT. I don't even know these guys. And now they're like top tag team. Came by, yeah, high fives. High five their sweaty palms, which is something I wouldn't. do. Oh my god, even the thought of that now is oh my gosh. The thought of it then, I was kind of like, Ugh, I don't I don't really want to touch wrestlers. <laughs> uh. Nothing beats the time that we went to the wrestling event and Papa Shango, a.k.a. the Godfather, uh, spit on my sister. You know how, like, when a wrestler throws a punch and the other wrestler takes the punch and to really sell it, he'll get hit and he'll go, and you'll see a luge come out of his mouth like, wow, he punched him so hard he spit. Well, that's what would happen. And Papa Shango, or maybe it was Marty Junaid, either Papa Shango stepped on our program and Marty Janetti spit on my sister, or Marty Janetti stepped on our program, and Papa Shango. Either way, somebody spit <laughs> on my sister. Who <laughs> just happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. That's what you get when you buy those front row seats. Uh, yeah, I think yeah, I think Papa Shango stepped on our program during a little out of the ring brawl at one of the shows, and then Marty Janetti. Yeah, that, who knows? I don't remember. Anyway. Uh, what's the point of this? Yeah, it's it's weird to like get close to sweaty wrestlers. I remember Hacksaw Jim Duggan came out that we were front row. And we gave him a high five, and he was oh, it was disgusting. Just the this between the sweat and the baby oil. Oh my god, my my hand. I probably should have uh, set it on fire to get the germs off of it. Those hacksaw germs. Ah, <laughs> oh, this is anyway. Yeah, a lot of memories. So the Royal Rumble. Uh, oh, so NXT. One of the most memorable things of that NXT show was seeing the iconics Peyton Royce and Billy Kay, and just how entertaining they were. Like these two are so good right now, and that was 2017. And watching Billy Kay, she is so funny. She's so good at that. The shit that she, the shtick that she does is really funny. You know, just looking for just everything that she's been doing as of late for the non-wrestling fans i won't i won't i won't get into it but it's just she's very entertaining she was very funny on commentary just a really really i like that women's royal rumble a lot i didn't think i was gonna like it because i hate watching this thunderdome with the tv screens i hate you know it's it sucks to not see fans screaming actual fans and to hear the, the the pumped in the canned sound effects of you know booing and cheering and clapping and all that stuff and and then just the fact that WWE can manipulate it to, you know, when Goldberg comes out and everybody's chanting Goldberg, which that's something they've been doing long, long before the pandemic, is piping in those Goldberg, Goldberg, all those chants. That's that's nothing new, but it's 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 just even more pronounced. <laughs> and, and something like in a, a situation like this, where there's no fans in attendance, in any event, uh, I even like that match. Drew McIntyre versus Goldberg. Goldberg looked terrible. I mean, he's that's the one thing about Goldberg is up until last Sunday every time he comes out it's like, man, this dude is he's in shape. You can say what you will about Goldberg, but the dude keeps himself looking pretty much the same as he did in 1998, 1997. Uh, it's pretty impressive, but on Sunday officially like, ooh, he just he just didn't look as jacked. He looked you know he can't he can't be in a match for more than 2 minutes he just physically can't so all of his matches and that's that's never been a Goldberg trademark anyways is a long and good match goldberg's whole whole deal his whole gimmick since 1997 is when he comes out he you know he does the ah, roar and the fireworks go off and he smoke comes out of his nose he's huffing and puffing and he gets in the ring and he just you know he spends like 2 or 3 minutes just clobbering the guy jackhammer spear all the usual stuff goldberg wins and that's it that's the attraction of goldberg it's a quick hit he hits all the big power moves once in a great while you would have a lengthy match with like a diamond dallas page or i don't know bret hart or somebody but not much else it's really <laughs> just it's just power moves it's a uh, you know and he squashes the guy and on Sunday, it was just like, man, that that was the first time that I just kind of said, yeah, he, I mean, he shouldn't have been in the ring two years ago when he almost killed The Undertaker in Saudi Arabia when he dropped him, almost dropped him on his head, fucking paralyzed him. Uh, he still, you know, he was concussed and he, it was, it was a bad scene. Uh, you know, there's a lot of times where you're like, okay, it should have been, I thought Goldberg was going to come back when he came back in uh, 2016 i guess and he beat Brock Lesnar in 90 seconds you know even though the rest of the the younger <laughs> the younger roster <laughs> the younger more athletic roster nobody could beat Brock Lesnar not anybody nobody could beat him not the undertaker uh not John Cena, not AJ Styles, not any not Seth Rollins, not Roman. Re- Nobody could beat Brock Lesnar, but here comes Goldberg at the time is what 50 years old, 51, 52, I don't know. And that's 4 years ago. And uh here comes Goldberg and he clobbers Brock Lesnar in 90 seconds and he beats him and then he beats young Kevin Owens in about 45 seconds for the world title. And then last year he beats The Fiend in, I don't know, a couple minutes for the title again. It's like, why, why, why? So I was very happy to see Goldberg just get, you know, get get the same thing that he's been dishing out to the younger guys from a younger guy. And Drew McIntyre, you know, just pretty much dominated him. He didn't look, he just looked old. He looked like Oldberg. I'm sure that's not the end of it, though. I'm sure there's more Goldberg still to come. But... For now, I hope that's the last we've seen of Goldberg. But I enjoyed it because it was exactly what it should have been. It should have been Drew McIntyre getting a big win, and he did. I enjoyed the women's uh, the women's match. There were two women's matches, right? There was a pre-show and a main show. I enjoyed those. The Bailey match, it's a Bailey and Carmella. I enjoyed the women's Royal Rumble. I love that r truth came out in the middle of the Royal Rumble, and he said, "Oops, wrong Royal Rumble." And then they had a whole 24-7 championship thing broke out in the middle of it. And uh, who the hell was it? Tori Wilson? Tori Wilson? Did she win the 24-7? I don't even remember. I've now forgotten. Who won the World... Ah, Whatever. People are... You don't care. But it was good. It was good fun. Men's Royal Rumble. Boy, was I way off on that. John Cena did... Not only did John Cena not win the Royal Rumble, but he did not return at all as I had predicted he would, which is a good thing. I'm okay with that. I wanted to see him come, come out as a surprise entrance just so I could say, wow, look how – boy, do I know wrestling or what? Boy, am I smart, but I can't say that, and I cannot say either of those things. I don't know anything. I know nothing. So John Cena did not return, and Edge won the Royal Rumble, which I actually I'm, – I'm good with that. I want to see the young guys win the Royal Rumble. I want to see somebody – who's never really gotten a chance to be in the main event, but who's you know next in line to kind of be that main eventer. That's who I want to see win the Royal Rumble, and then go to WrestleMania and win the big title. So Edge doesn't really fit that description because he's won the Royal Rumble already. He's plenty of times he's main evented. He's going to be a main event in the WrestleMania no matter what, because he's Edge. So... Yeah, it didn't need to happen, but I got very nervous that Randy Orton was going to win his third Royal Rumble. Because then I started to think, oh my God, what if instead of Cena, they reward Orton for 20 years of loyalty and non I mean, he's been non-stop. He's been there the whole time for the last 20 years. And I thought, oh, what if this is the guy they reward Orton and he's the guy who eliminates Edge. And now he's t- Orton has tied Stone Cold for the record. And luckily that didn't happen. And Edge won the Royal Rumble. And Christian Return, that was a surprise. That was great. I was a little bummed out by some of the, like, oh, okay, Kane. eh. But it served a good purpose because Damian Priest eliminated Kane. So that was cool. And, uh, oh, the Hurricane. Hurricane Helms, he just he was a surprise entrant in a Royal Rumble a couple years ago. Wasn't that long ago, was it? Two thousand. Either 17, 18, or 19. I mean, he was in one of those Royal Rumbles, so it wasn't that long ago. So I was kind of like, eh. But I get it. It's a pandemic. You can't just be flying in, guys. To Christian lives in Tampa, so okay. Kane is... Kane, I don't know why. He's he's there, so okay. Maybe he drove down from Knoxville. I don't know. Uh, Hurricane is a producer. He works backstage, so sure, that's easy enough to just have him put on his gear. And then Carlito carlito caribbean cool spits in the face of people who don't want to be cool Uh, i was happy to see carlito back in the royal rumble for the first time i want to say 2010 was the last time he was in a royal rumble and uh i like carlito i hope he's uh i hope that wasn't a one and done i hope i hope to see him back a little bit because he's good he's a good hand he looked jacked too he's always kind of a I don't want to say scrawny, but by comparison to a lot of others, kind of scrawny. So he looked like he's pretty bulked up. He reminded me of the wrestlers from like the early aughts when they all kind of it was sort of that post steroid era, but there were still a lot of roids going on before like the big, you know, wellness policy implementations after like in 2007, I think was when WWE got majorly dinged and tons of guys like go back and look at orton and look at triple h and look at all these guys batista look at all these guys compared to what they look like now and they look much better now because they all looked like a, a, a cut out a copy and paste of one another carbon copy because they had that roid body just like all the guys in the 80s had and uh, and now they look like you know orton has his own physique and he looks better, and same with Edge, and same with like any of these guys who are doing that shit. I, I don't know who was and who wasn't. Orton definitely was because he got he got suspended numerous times for policy violations, and eh. so it's good to see good to see Carlito back, and he's jacked. And I would assume that's all that's all just him getting 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 swole. Uh so Edge wins the Royal Rumble. I thought it was a really fun Royal Rumble. I really liked it. I liked that Orton got taken out early on, so we didn't have to see too much of him. And but I also thought like, oh, I, I thought for sure with Edge and Orton being the first two, I thought I thought we would see a, a 1995 Michaels and Bulldog type thing, where they would just beat the shit out of each other for the whole match. That's and I thought, you know, and then I started thinking, okay, Edge Edge took out Orton, and Orton's hobbling to the back, he's injured. Wink, wink. I thought. Orton would come out and maybe do the same to Edge, you know, and 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 then Orton would be in the ring by himself. And then I thought at the end you'd see Edge come out and they would just they'd spend the last 20 minutes beating the shit out of each other. But man, cr- goddamn, credit where credit is due. For Edge, he's what is he, forty? He's like gotta be forty seven, forty-eight. And uh <laughs> for this dude to be uh an hour over an hour in the Royal Rumble, at close to an hour. The number 1 entrant and he never I mean Orton got a he got the night off basically. He got to get quote injured and spend the rest of the time backstage before he came out and had a little, you know, a couple minutes tussling with Edge before being eliminated at the end. Edge was out there the whole time. He was mixing it up with everybody. I'm still a little like he didn't, you know, Jeff Hardy and Edge were in the ring at the same time and they did not once interact, which is a little disappointing. Edge and Christian, that was awesome. When Christian came out, we got to see an Edge and Christian reunion, see them hug in the middle of the ring. That was super cool. I love that. I didn't I guess because there was just so much happening in the ring, you know, you get eight, nine, ten guys, however many they had at any given point. You get those guys in the ring. I didn't really pay attention to the fact that i kind of forgot like oh yeah there's no crowd here I, I it really you know felt like a royal rumble and i really enjoyed it i enjoyed the other matches that they had that i've already forgotten oh kevin owens and roman reigns the last man's th- that was a good match i enjoyed that it's a good good little brawl i don't i don't have anything there wasn't anything that i was like eh, that was lame uh i guess when the I can't I can't remember the guy's name, but he does like the pre-show. He's one of the talking heads that shows up for the pay-per-view. Oh, it's it's killing me. Is it Seth something? Scott? I, I don't know. And he won the 24-7 championship from R-Truth, which was stupid. But whatever. That's what that title is for. It was still all good fun. Good fun match, good fun pay-per-view. Edge wins. Bianca Belair wins. Emotional win for both of them. That's cool. That got me, like, really, for the first time since the pandemic started, like, really into something that was happening in WWE. I've been really into a lot of AEW because they've they had, uh, to me, the superior show by far of any North American wrestling program. And, uh, you know, most interesting characters and and storylines and things. Uh, NXT, I just don't, I used to watch that religiously, did not miss a second of NXT, I would have, if I had 20 backlogged episodes, I would watch them all, I would watch every second of it, and uh, back when it was an hour long show, I don't have time for that, I don't have time for much in the way of wrestling, but this was the first time since the pandemic that I was really, uh, really found myself really enjoying a pay-per-view from start to finish that WWE put on. So, good for them. Kudos. It was nice. It was fun. I really liked it. <sighs> yeah, let me take a break. <laughs> and then we're going to talk about the the big game. Am I allowed to say Super Bowl? I, don't, I know CBS and the NFL are the only people who are allowed to say Super Bowl. What about podcasts? You know, you watch all these commercials like, stay tuned during the big game, you know, for a, a rival network. At halftime, flip, <laughs> tune into. NBC during the big game. You know, the big one. I think I can call it the Super Bowl. Hey, you know what? I'm going to call it the Super Bowl. And we're going to come back and I'm going to talk about the Super Bowl on the Birthday Boy Podcast.